the love of the game. It flows through our veins and fills our lungs. It brings us to our feet and sometimes our knees. But behind every thrilling point, there is strength and security. The card Blue Cross and Blue Shield of North Carolina members have trusted for over 80 years with the tools and plans to make health care easy. Blue Cross and Blue Shield of North Carolina. Live fearless. Proud supporter of fans across North Carolina. I was working in the lab late one night when my eyes beheld an eerie sight. This is the HBCU Football Daily Podcast for Halloween. Today, Tuesday, October 31st, I'm your host, Donald Ware, the HBCU Football Daily Podcast is presented by Blue Cross and Blue Shield of North Carolina. And of course, it is Tuesday. That means it is Take Away Tuesday here on the HBCU Football Daily Podcast. My first takeaway, I have a couple of takeaways today, uh, as a matter of fact. And my first takeaway is that Alabama State defeated Alabama A&M 21-16 in the Magic City Classic in Birmingham. And the reason that this is one of my takeaways is because under interim head football coach Donald Hill Ely, Alabama State is now 2-0. They've won two games, including the most important game. If you can't, if you're not going to win the championship, if you're not going to be in contention for a championship, which Alabama State is not, you got to at least beat your arch rival, and that is, in fact, what the Hornets did. And I think, I mean, listen, same players, maybe a little bit of tweaks here and there, and you got an Alabama State team, again, that has won their last two ball games after starting the season off 0-5 and a victory over Alabama A&M. Could Donald Hill Ely have put himself into a situation where, he may now he could be named, I'm not saying now, but maybe in the offseason, the head football coach at Alabama State. I would have to say, yes, he has put himself in a really good position uh, to do that, as a matter of fact. And so we'll see how things play out there. But congratulations to Donald Hill Ely and Alabama State um, for the victory. Meanwhile, Alabama A&M, boy, I mean, you know, I don't think they ever were going to challenge Alcorn State, quite frankly, for the Eastern Division crown. But at the end of the day, you cannot lose to Alabama State um, if you have any chance or had any chance of challenging. So pretty much, I think Alcorn State, I mean, I don't think mathematically they have it wrapped up, but pretty much for all intents and purposes, they have the Eastern Division wrapped up. My second takeaway is the loss by Tennessee State to Tennessee Tech 30-26. 30-26. to 26. Tennessee, Tennessee Tech was winless on the season prior to this game. And this is, you know, you're talking about a Tennessee State team that started the season out 3-0. They started the season out great beating FBS opponent Georgia State in Atlanta. And pretty much it is it, it hasn't gone well for Tennessee State since that time. Even the next game in the Southern Heritage Classic, a Jackson State team who isn't very good, They only win that game, I think, by two points or something like that. I mean, it was a very, very close game. And you got to wonder what happened to Tennessee State. The Harris kid, there was a lot of optimism. Trey Harris transferring in from Florida, a lot of optimism there. That has just been basically a disaster. And this takes me back 
to the 2014 season. 2013, Tennessee State gets an at-large berth to the FCS playoffs. They defeat Butler in the first round before losing in the second round to OVC foe Jacksonville State. But a, a great season. Most of the guys from that team coming back in 2014. That 2014 team went 6-6. Six and six. So definitely some concerns in Nashville with what is happening with this Tennessee State football team. And that's my second takeaway from week nine of the HBCU football season. My third takeaway is um, Benedict. A nice victory over Albany State, 17-12 for Mike White. This is his third season at Benedict, I believe, if I'm not mistaken. I know that Benedict didn't beat Albany State last year, and I don't think they beat him the first year. This is his first victory against Albany State. You're talking about Mike White, who's been associated or had been associated with Albany State 30-plus years as a player, assistant coach, and then ultimately the head coach. And what it showed even more is that he was able to pick up the victory because, remember, Dan Land was the coach – you know, last year, and you had – it was a deal there where it was some of the same philosophies, right? So different philosophy for Albany State and Mike White and Benedict able to go into Albany State and get that victory. That must have been very, very emotional for Mike White to be able to get that victory as the uh, Tigers went into Albany State and able to get that victory. In the same vein, and takeaway three – uh, unfortunately for Benedict, uh, they won't be going to the uh, SIAC championship game this year, nor will Albany State. Obviously, Albany State's not going, but Benedict only one loss. Their one loss in the conference was to Fort Valley State earlier in the season, an overtime loss. Meanwhile, Fort Valley State obliterates Morehouse 52-7. to So Fort Valley State doesn't matter. Um, what happens in uh, in that classic game, um, uh, the 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 classic that they the Fountain City Classic that they play every year, Fort Valley State and Albany State doesn't matter what happens in that game. Fort Valley State is going to have an opportunity to defend its uh, SIAC championship uh, in a couple of weeks. In uh, let's see, they're in Montgomery now, not Atlanta, but in Montgomery. So that brings me to my fourth takeaway which is a double takeaway miles defeating clark atlanta 38 to 17 tuskegee defeating central state 45 to nothing both teams with one loss in conference play that means these two teams are going to meet next week in uh, tuskegee for the eastern division or the western division crown and the right to play fort valley state in the championship game and it seems like year in and year out, this game is the last game, regular season of this season for both teams. Year in, year out, Tuskegee and Miles play for the Western Division crown. And I think maybe it, 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 it's probably only been one year that these two teams haven't played for the Western Division crown. I'm trying to think 2011, Miles won the very first SIAC championship in 2011. I, I don't know if there's been a year that it's, it, it hasn't either been Miles or Tuskegee. Well, last year, it was last year that it wasn't Miles or Tuskegee that represented the SIAC was, in fact, uh, Kentucky State 
that represented the Western Division in the SIAC Championship. Other than last year, it has either been Tuskegee or it's been Miles. And that is what, in fact, is going to happen when Miles travels uh, the short, I guess, you know, semi, you know, reasonably short drive to take on Tuskegee in Tuskegee, Alabama. So those are my four takeaways from week nine of the HBCU football season. Continue to stay locked in to BotchToRow.com, BotchToRow.com. Peruse the site. Check out some of the great stuff we have on the site. Also, some of our archives are excellent as well. Get to know. If you don't know BotchToRow, get to know BotchToRow covering HBCU football like no other. Also, follow us on Twitter at BotchToRow, B-O-X-T-O-R-O-W. When you're on Twitter, if you want to talk about this podcast, use the hashtag hbcu one. 25. Talk with you real soon. The love of the game. It flows through our veins and fills our lungs. It brings us to our feet and sometimes our knees. But behind every thrilling point, there is strength and security. The card Blue Cross and Blue Shield of North Carolina members have trusted for over 80 years with the tools and plans to make healthcare easy. Blue Cross and Blue Shield of North Carolina live fearless. Proud supporter of fans across North Carolina.